0: Revelation chapter 4. I was working on another message that I may finish and preach sometime. And uh, in working on that message, the Lord uh, directed me uh, this way. And uh, so I I want to bring this to you and and, uh, something I think that really enlightened me and helped me understand. I'm speaking tonight on worshiping God. And help me understand a little bit more of what worship was. In Revelation 4, verse 9, And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne who liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fell down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever, And cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. Let us pray. Father, thank you for the Word of God. Thank you for another privilege to preach Your Word. And Lord, we thank You for the sweetness of Your presence. And, O oh God, I pray as we've gathered here for this time that you would direct us in true worship. Uh, Lord, help us not just to go through the motions, just go through the form, but I pray we'd worship you from our heart. O oh, blessed God tonight, give glory to your name out of all that we do and say tonight, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, I was thinking about, and uh, really, as I said, uh, uh, looking at another message, and uh, about uh, what will we do in heaven? And, uh, you know, we have many ple- uh, pleasant thoughts of heaven. Uh, of course, getting a new body, and, and uh, not being bothered with all the problems and the burdens of life, and, and certainly those things will be true. But the more I studied the more God began to show me that uh, the main thing that we're going to do is worship God. And uh, that's something that uh, I don't think we do a lot of here, is true worship. And uh, a lot of the things that we do is, is for ourselves. Uh, if you think about it, and I really hadn't thought about it a whole lot until God really begin to deal with me about it. That sometimes when we come to church, uh, we want to feel good, and it sure is it sure is a blessing to feel good. Uh, I enjoy it, uh, but if we're not careful, uh, we get our we get the attention on us. You know, sing something that that I like. Sing something that blesses me. Preach something that makes me feel good. And if we're not awful careful, we'll get our eyes off of the Lord and we'll get our mind off of, of Him, really. Our, our singing ought to be to the Lord. And if you sing to the Lord, the other's taken care of. And uh, our preaching, my preaching, ought to be directed toward Him and to exalt Him and lift him up, and honor him. That's what I want to do. And uh, we we have a problem, of course, in the beginning with self. From the very Garden of Eden, that was the devil's problem. Uh, and I think Brother Payne brought that out, or someone did today in Isaiah there. Uh, the I wills and have the devil uh, that uh, got him kicked out of heaven, and and he came to the garden there and he said to Eve, You should be as gods, knowing good and evil. And that's been man's basic problem and still is. We have eye trouble. I got a message I'm going to preach on that sometime. On eye trouble. And so uh, this is this is revealed from man's beginning. Nebuchadnezzar there in Daniel 4, uh, before... Uh, uh, he was given the mind of, of an animal. I want to read that verse uh, quickly to you. Daniel uh, 4 and verse 30 said, The king spake and said, It is not this great Bible that I have built for the house of the kingdom uh, by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty. He walks out and looks over it and said, Look what I have done. Look what I have accomplished i built this great empire. I've conquered the world. And from that moment, God gave him the mind of a beast and he ate grass like a cow for seven years and, and lived like an animal, thought he was an animal, undoubtedly. And God brought him down humbled him and brought him down from that great throne. And God can do that. The Bible said in Psalm 24, 1, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. It all belongs to God. We're just tenants on God's earth. We're here by God's permission. Every day that we live upon this green earth, we live by God's permission. Everything that we have in life is from His hands. We'd be wise not to forget that. And I believe that that our main business is to worship God. As the Westminster Catechism, I think, states properly, man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. That's why we are here, is that we might honor God. Now, I want to look at some scriptures and Revelation tonight that will help us in this area. And what are we going to be doing? Now, here we have a picture of, of the Lord on his throne. Now, in, in chapter 4 and verse 1, John is, receives this uh, call to come up hither. And when he, when he gets there to heaven, Jesus is sitting on the throne. And these four and twenty elders, which I believe represent the church, they fall down, the Bible says, and worship him that liveth forever and ever. You know, I don't think there's near enough falling down. Worship, you find worship is connected with falling down. Someone said, why do you get on your knees when you pray? Well, I I don't think you have to get on your knees to pray. I don't always do that. Most of the time I do. I believe you can pray standing up. I believe you can pray laying down. Uh, But there's just something about bowing before the Lord, that's connected with worship. And you have this over and over again in the Bible, that when they worshiped, they fell down before the Lord. And we see that here. And they worship Him, the Bible says. And in verse 11, Thou worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. Now, my friends, tonight this, uh, this universe just didn't happen. Uh, it just didn't uh, explode. There was no big bang. God formed it and fashioned it, spoken into being. And the Bible said that for God's pleasure, They are and were created. Now, man is also a creation of God. God created us. Why did he create us? He tells us here, for thy pleasure. We are created for God's enjoyment and for God's pleasure and to bring honor and glory to God. And so the elders here praise God and worship God as a creator colossians 1 16 for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth visible and invisible whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers all things were created by him and then three more words that many times you don't hear Not only were they created by him, but the Bible says, and for him. They were created for him. And we need to worship him because of his creation. If it had not been for him, we wouldn't be here. Uh, God created Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Adam and Eve. And uh, everybody that's on the earth came from Adam and Eve, and then later from Noah and his family there. But uh, God brought about the creation for His glory, and that's what we ought to do. We need to worship Him because it's only through Him that we're here. If you ever thought about, it, I, I was thinking recently about how I was born. And born in the family that I was born in. and Thank God that I, God put me in a family that I'd hear about Him. And I'd be taken to church and learn about God and about uh, the new birth and about heaven and hell and, and all of that. And uh, it's wonderful how God directs one's life uh, into coming to know Him. And uh, so we're here because God put us here. Isaiah 40, 26, lift up your eyes on high and behold who hath created these things. Isaiah 43, 7, even every one that is called by my name. For I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. That's what God said. I created him for my glory. Not for our self-glory, not for us, but for him. And we owe our allegiance to him. He's worthy of our praise tonight. He's worthy of our honor. He's worthy of our glory. And we need to center our attention on him. We need to sing to him and pray to him and preach to him and exalt him and worship him. We need to do that. Romans eleven thirty six. 36, For of him and through him and to him, are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. And we ought to say amen right there. Amen. Of him and through him and to him are all things. We, we better not forget tonight where we came from and why we're here and where we're going. We better not forget that. We owe it all to him tonight. I can't say too much about him. I can't, I can't lift him up too much right. because he's everything. And uh, he created all this. I, I marvel at that. I don't know about you, but when I, I told you about the recent trip to Grenada there and being in that jet airplane, I get blessed. I, I, think, I think about every month I need to fly somewhere. <laughs> and, and just get up there and be reminded. Of course, you get up in some of these high mountains, you have a, a, a similar experience but just to be reminded of the power of God and the glory of God. You look out over the vastness of that creation and I'll tell you, it does something to you. It all do something to you. It does something to me. And you marvel and you say, what a God. What a God that could do this. That's some more God, isn't it? You think he's deserving of our worship? You think we ought to feel embarrassed? About him, sometimes Christians are embarrassed. They go out in the restaurant, order a meal, and they're embarrassed to give a word of thanks. I'll tell you, the ones that ought to be embarrassed is those that act like a bunch of pigs. Someone said some people, uh, some Christians act like hogs. They, uh, pigs, you know, the hogs used to run, they let them run wild, they go out on an acorn tree and eat all the acorns and never look up to to know where they came from. So that's, that's the way some, uh, some people are. I heard the story about a, about a farmer one time. And uh, the old farmer, he went out to eat and, and before he ate, he bowed his head and gave thanks to God. And, and uh, city Slicker said, Does everybody out in the farm do that? The old farmer paused and said, No, the hogs don't. Uh, well... Uh, the Lord is worthy tonight, isn't he? He's worthy. A God that could speak this into being is worthy. Don't you ever be embarrassed about him. Let the world be embarrassed. Anybody ought to be embarrassed, ought to be them. We, we know the God of the universe, the God of heaven, the God of creation And one of these days he's going to receive the glory that's due him and he's going to be worshipped for what he's done. He's going to be worshipped. Now he may not get the worship here and I'm afraid sometimes that even we as God's people we don't give him the glory that he's worthy of. We don't give him the praise and we don't worship him. Every morning you get up and you drive down the road and you look out and see the creation of God, you ought to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for making all this. That house you live in hadn't been for God's creative power. You wouldn't have a house to live in. What would you make it out of? Everything that's in there uh, is uh, come from a raw material that God made, that God created. And he creates our life and gives us life and and in him we live and move and have our being. He gives us to all life and breath and all things. And every morning we get up and we're still breathing. We sit down to our breakfast. Well, to recognize him and say, thank you, Lord. I know where he came from. And I just want to recognize it and say, thank you, Jesus, for putting the bread on my table and putting the breath in my body Turn that faucet on and putting that water in the ground uh, to satisfy my thirst. We have a great God tonight. We have a good God, and so He's worshiped, and we're going to do that. And we need to get used to it. You know, we need to practice because uh, we sure are going to be doing that in heaven. We're going to worship him. The Bible says here, because thou hast created all things and for thy pleasure they are and were created. And Lord, we recognize it. and We give you the glory. And they cast their crowns before him. I'll say more about that in a little bit. Let me move on. We not only thank him for the creation, but for the consummation of all things here. in, in chapter 5, and verse 8, and when he had taken out the first part of this chapter, he takes this uh, book, this 7 seal book, and begins to open it. And that book has to do with the redemption of the earth and the plagues that will come. And verse 8, when he had taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders, there they are again, they fell down before the lamb. You better get used to falling down. You're going to be falling down there. Uh, they fell down. Here they are again. Down they fall down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of saints. And they sung a new song, saying, Come kind of song, is it, thy art worthy, to take the book, to open the seals of the rod, for thou wast slain, hast redeemed us a God by thy blood, out of every kindred and tongue, and people and nation and that's made us under our God, kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. I'll tell you, this new song is going to be a song about the blood. And, uh, and in verse 11, I beheld and heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beasts and the elders. The number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand and thousands of thousands. That's a bunch, isn't it? Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain, to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Again, talking about the blood. Him that was slain, we're never going to get away from that. Every creature which is in heaven and on the earth, under the earth, such as are in the sea, all that are in them heard I saying, blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. Here again, they're falling down and worshipping him because now the plan of redemption is consummated. The plan of redemption is completed. The Bible says in Ephesians, For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. God said, nobody's going to be able to stand on that day and say, i done it. I got here. I made it. I finally made it. I worked my way here. I had a funeral one time. Preacher helped in the funeral. He got up and said, he said, it's going to take all you can muster up just to barely get in. I was glad I went second. I want to tell you all you can muster up won't get you in. Nobody will stand on that day and brag of their own goodness. Everybody will give glory to God. Everybody will recognize, say, we're here by your blood. We're here because you paid the price. We're not worthy to be here. We didn't get here by being baptized. We didn't get here by joining the church. We didn't get here by being good. We got here through your sacrifice on Calvary and your resurrection. That's why we're here. And we're going to worship you for it. And the Bible says in verse 10, where his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained, that we should walk in them. Ephesians 4, 24, that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Ephesians 1 6, to the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us accepted in the beloved. And the beloved is Jesus. God accepts me in Jesus. That's why I can go to heaven when well, I ought to go to hell. If God looked on me as I am, He'd put me in hell before morning but he sees me in the beloved. <laughs> he accepts me in the beloved. He accepts me in Christ because that, those sins have been put over on his account. And God's took that righteousness and put it over on my account. He's changed the books. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Old a debt I could not pay, and it was growing every day. <laughs> and how true that is. But thank God he made the difference. He accepts us to the praise of the glory of his grace. I don't believe you can worship God and believe you work your way to heaven. I believe that's impossible. That's not worship. It's worship It's worship self. But if you worship God, you realize it's all of him. To the praise of the glory of his grace. And then there in Ephesians 1 verse 12 that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ. We're going to worship God on that day because of what he done for us. Because of his grace. Because of his redemption. Because of his blood. They sing a new song. He said you were slain hast has redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. You know, there's going to be people there from every, according to this scripture, from every kindred, every tongue, every people and every nation. Someone's going to be saved. You say, well, those way off over there, they're not going to be saved. Well, God says there's going to be someone from every kindred. Someone from every every family there is going to be saved. Not every necessarily individual family, husband, wife, and children, but from every kindred. And then verse 10, "Has made us under God kings and priests. We shall reign on the earth. We're going to reign with him. We're going to rule as kings and priests. But notice, it's under God. We're going to do it for him. That's what I'm trying to point out tonight. It's not going to be for self. It's going to be for him and we'll reign and rule for him. Then not only that, but let's turn on over to chapter 11. And we'll worship him because of his coronation. In uh, chapter 11, and verse number 15, And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. And he shall reign forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders which sat before God on their seats fell upon their faces and worshipped God. Saying we give thee thanks O Lord God Almighty which art and wast and art to come because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast reigned. The nations were angry, and thy wrath is come, the time of the dead, that they should be judged, that thou shouldest give reward unto thy service the prophets, and to the saints, and them that fear thy name, small and great, and shouldest destroy them, which destroy the earth. And the temple of God was open in heaven. There was seen in his temple the ark of his testament. There were lightnings and voices and thunderings and an earthquake, and great hell. The coronation day, notice, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. I want to tell you tonight that he bought and paid for it. He not only redeemed our soul by his blood, he made provision for the redemption of our body and for the redemption of the earth. And it belongs to him. He bought it after man. Uh, the God created the earth and the heavens. He put man upon this earth and gave it to man. And man sold it out to the devil. And Jesus came and bought it back. And it belongs to him now. He just has not assumed the throne, but he's going to go there. Because he's not sitting on the throne doesn't mean he's not going to be one of these days. It's going to be his. And one day when that happens, the Bible said the elders again get off of their seats, fall on their faces, and worship God when he takes the throne of David for the millennial reign and then that eternal throne uh, in the new Jerusalem there. And in chapter 4, back again there in verse 10, the Bible said the four and twenty elders fell down before him that sat on the throne, and worship him that liveth forever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne. Say it. He's on the throne. They cast their crowns before the throne. That's why we ought to want some crowns to cast down there. Crowns are rewarded for faithful service. According to the Bible, there's uh, different crowns. The crown of rejoicing, the soul winner's crown. The crown of righteousness, and the crown of glory. Uh, five, the incorruptible crown, five major crowns there. And and uh, we ought to want something to lay before him and say, thank God, this is just a token of my gratitude. You gave it to me. You rewarded me for serving you. But you're the one that gave me the ability to serve you. It was only through you that I accomplished anything. And so I, I lay it down at your feet in worship and praise and recognition That you're the one that did it. And one thing I know for sure after preaching all these years anything that I've ever seen happen, any souls that I've ever seen saved, anything I've ever seen accomplished for eternity, it's been God that's done it. Because I can do nothing without Him. And whatever crown I may have, if I have anything, one of these days, if God sees fit to reward me and give me a crown, I want to lay it down on his feet and say, Lord, you deserve it. You did it all. I didn't do nothing. Anything that was accomplished, you did it. And I want to worship you. To me, that's the greatest accomplishment one could ever make in life is uh, is to be able to do that and give him the glory. He's on the throne there. And in Revelation 19 and verse 12, the Bible says when he comes back on his head, were many crowns. <laughs> he comes back with many crowns on his head. One of these days, as the song says, oh, All hell, the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate, fall, bring forth the royal diadem, and crown him Lord of all. And one of these days, he's going to have David's throne and David's crown, not only that crown, but many other crowns. His coronation day, we'll be a part of that. Thank God, and we'll worship Him because of it. And then on all that, but in Revelation 19, if you'll turn there, please. Revelation 19. We have the four hallelujahs here, and we'll worship Him uh, because of His condemnation. You know, if if people will not receive Christ as their Savior. If they go through life and hear the way of salvation, the message of Calvary and the resurrection, and yet ignore it, go on in their sin, and never accept that provision that God's made for them, then one day God will condemn them and cast them into hell. But I want to say even in that, God will get the glory. God will ultimately get the glory out of every every man. And now here in chapter 19, after the destruction of Babylon, after these things I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. I'm told this word hallelujah is the same in every language on earth. I thought that was unusual. That's that's amazing, isn't it? You can go to any, any people in the world and you can say hallelujah and they'll know what you're saying. And then he goes on and said, True and righteous are his judgments. For he hath judged the great whore, which to corrupt the earth with her fornication, hath avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. And again they said, Hallelujah! And her smoke rose up forever and ever. Now I realize that turns the stomach of some of these liberals. Some of these liberal preachers, you know, oh, God is a God of love. He is and they don't even understand what his love is. But they can't conceive of a God like this. They can't conceive of people rejoicing because God's throwing this bunch in hell. He's judging them. He's burning the the kingdom of Antichrist. He's putting that Antichrist and false prophet in hell and burning that city. Four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and worship God that sat on the throne, saying, Amen, hallelujah. Again they get up and fall on their fall before God and worship him. And a voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude as the voice of many waters, as the voice of mighty thunder, and saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. This is going to be a time of rejoicing when God ultimately gets glory and accomplishes his purpose in this world. You know, it breaks the heart of God. and I don't want to imply that God's happy when people are lost. He is not. It breaks the heart of God when souls go to hell. But I want to say there comes a time when the patience and the long-suffering of God will wait no longer. And when man has said an eternal no to God, and has rejected his son and said, I won't have it. I will not submit to his authority. I'll go on and worship myself. I'll go on and, and uh, be a god to myself. I will not accept it when man ultimately says no to God forever. And God will bring his wrath and his judgment and cast them into an eternal hell. And the Bible teaches here, that when that happens, read chapter 17 and 18 and then goes right into chapter 19, that God, that the saints of God, the elders there and those in heaven will be rejoicing and saying hallelujah. Now in Revelation 5 and verse number 13, and every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea, And all that are in them heard I say blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. Well this tells me that every creature, that means every creature every creature in heaven, every creature on earth, every creature on the earth every creature creature in the sea and all that's in them, everybody's going to ultimately give glory to God whether they want to or not. In Philippians 2 he tells us that, uh, uh, that God has exalted him uh, there. Let me read it so I get it right in Philippians 2, 9. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, of things in heaven, things in earth, things on the earth, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. So the Bible said he's exalted him and every, everyone should confess. Not everybody's confessing now. But one day they will, according to Revelation 5. Everybody will have to confess him and say that he's Lord to the glory of God the Father. You know, the timing is important. It's not a matter of where everybody will recognize him as Lord. It's a matter of when. Those that receive him and trust him now will live. Reign with Him forever. Those that reject Him will be condemned by Him. May God help us to realize that. Worship God. That's our main business, folks. And we need to evaluate all we do, I think, in that light. Is this really worshiping Him? Or what's this all about? God help us to center our attention on him. Let's bow our heads, please.